You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Warning. Thunder Talk contains foul language, adult subject matter, and is intended for mature audiences. There are like 60,000 people down here this right. weekend. Oh, and that interruption is... Who could it be? People who are who late. Who could it be? It's Santa Claus. He's like a Dragon Con special. Uh-huh. Hello, neighbor. Hey there. Hey! Hey there. Have fun editing this again. Oh, we got a microphone just for you guys. All right, I need to go register real quick. Oh, Unless you, you want to put that on the microphone. We, we put worse in the microphone, so... <laughs> no regrets. The money consoles me. We finna take over, no more makeup shit You know my crew been doing it since the 80s, bitch We run the shit, make them bow down, king and shit Please have QR codes and photo IDs proud uh, Thursday, uh, September 1st, September 1st? The 1st first. The 1st 2022 in line at Dragon Con. Uh, I'd like so what do you, uh, I don't know, it's like it's moving pretty good, yeah? Yeah, we're doing good. Got our coffee, got our water. Getting our pass right now. Yeah, I'm picking up Mark's pass. There's a volunteer yelling something. Not entirely sure what, but you should, you should probably do it. They're here to help. They're here to help you. We were fooled by the line. Yeah, and like, yeah, every, like it was fast, and now we're going back and forth. It used to be that we'd go all the way around the building. Now they got it going like, you know, like at Disneyland, how you think you're going and you're close, and then they like, you round a curve, and a whole another and you start going. Up. Yeah, it's, it's moving quick. And right on the bus into the city every day. I sit on the seat and I dream myself away. I dream I'm on an island with that foxy lady too. Oh, where I awaken, I must be mistaken. I'm on Third Avenue. Won't you take me away and take away me? Won't you take me away? And take away me, yeah. Because you're wild, man. You're wild. I don't know any of it, huh? It's Saturday night at Dragon Con! Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We're in the thick of it, everybody. Uh, Saturday night. Well, I mean, as Sexy Thor just said. You know where we are. You know what we're doing. Right in the middle of it all. Uh, let's go around. Who we got tonight? We got, we got Mark McCray. Hey, everybody. So happy to be doing Dragon Con with my best buds. There it is. There it is. And we got Anthony Arbizo flew in from Colorado. Had a, had a, had a hell of a time getting here. Yeah. That was a fun experience, but I'm happy to be here. Get my yearly visitation rights. Yeah. Yeah. I know he, they, they, uh, the state of uh, Colorado let him out for, I mean, what, 90 <laughs> odd hours? Allegedly the state of Colorado. Allegedly, yeah, but that uh, that that explosive collar around your neck is very real. Very much so. Yeah, it's a it's a superpower suppressant. No, we're, we're going to get you uh, 
blindingly drunk later on and you're going to hand you a microphone, you're going to be all David Hasselhoff on the ground with that cheeseburger, <laughs> recounting the story of how your flight got uh, diverted to Atlanta directly 24 hours before you're supposed to be here. But those wet, slurpy burger sounds... I'm sure you'll love that. Oh, yeah. No, that's what we're all about. Mm-hmm. Adam, uh, about about those wet Slurpee burger sounds. What's up, dude? <laughs> There's your ASMR right there. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> yep. Sexy Thor's wet, sloppy, sexy burger sounds. <laughs> and, of course, J.T. Wheatley, History Comic Books. What's happening, dude? Hey, everybody. Great to be back at Dragon Con again. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, highlights so far. Um, I could definitely make you jealous, Dan. Yeah. I have a good highlight. Yeah, what was that? I was positively running into Cybertronic Spree. Yeah, naturally, organically. Organically. Yeah. In like... the Hyatt lobby, as he should. <sighs> yeah, and, I'm jealous. And getting a good picture with him. Yeah, that was a pretty damn good picture. Yeah, I'm not prone to jealousy, but, uh, fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get you in somehow. Yeah. Oh, you Photoshop. We'll Photoshop. Yeah, man. there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. How about yeah. you, Wheatley? What, uh... What you been getting down to? Uh, so far, uh, Glockrake panels, the highlight was I was part of a panel in which they taught us how to do the uh, Peacemaker intro dance. You going to demonstrate that for us? Oh, yes. On, the, on this audio podcast, I will gladly demonstrate yeah. for you. Yes. yes. Oh, shit. Look at him go, dude. Yeah. 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 Nailing it, dude. Want to taste it. <laughs> don't, 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 don't. I need to the hug. Nah, that was great. We, had, uh, we all got in there, and then two peacemakers showed up at the last second, and we all gave him a big round of applause. Nice. And uh, he didn't have a judo master to lift up the end, because this, this is a legit peacemaker, like jacked and everything. Great right. costume. But instead, he grabbed this guy who's doing a cross pay of an a, of the one the Vic, John Hurt from Aliens. But instead of an alien bursting out of his chest, it's Baby Yoda, Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loved it. So I mean, dude, the, the thing when he picks up Judah Master, then he just picked up that guy at the end instead. And yeah, good times. It was, it was supposedly it was recorded and it's going to be shown on DragonCon TV eventually. Excellent. You'll see me. I'm wearing my DragonCon Marriott uh, shirt and I'm waving my hat around like a moron <laughs> in the middle of the pack. <laughs> but it was a great time, you know. It was, it was, Badass. And the best part was the dance instructor at one point will go, she's a legit dance instructor. She memorized this thing, got it down pat. He goes, all right, this part gets weird. They go, we're at Dragon Kind. Yeah. It's all weird. It's all weird, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You got the, a peacemaker and a guy with a baby Yoda sticking out of his chest <laughs> dancing to us, <laughs> dancing to a line dance. You, what, what point is, was this normal? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's fantastic. Love it. Right on. Sexy Thor. I met Xavier Woods, motherfucker. Nice. <laughs> nice. And the Pulse. My first time going up to the Pulse. Oh, oh very cool. Kind of, yeah, someone else I'm jealous about uh, not running into. Yeah, first uh, first pro wrestler uh, to, be, uh, to be a U.S. astronaut. It's my prediction. And it won't be because he's a famous wrestler. He's got smarts. He's got brains. He's got brains. And charm. Yeah. yeah he's got all that shit. He went to Furman. He went to Furman. Dude, I want to grow up to be Xavier Woods. Just straight he's up. Too. Say, why just buy astronaut? He's, he's going to go to politics. Yeah, you know, he'll be the first astronaut senator. Well, the Rock's going to be the president at the time. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And he's and Xavier Woods is going to be head of NASA. Mark, Mark McRae. 
I enjoy the people moments, just people watching at Dragon Con. And so I met my friend Diane, who I met at another convention back in 2018. And we're online getting coffee. And this woman is staring at us. And we're staring back at her. And she's looking at us and say, you know, you two look familiar. And I said, yeah, you look familiar to us, too. I had already figured out who she was, but we kind of kept playing this game back and forth. (laughs) And turns out it was a mutual friend of Diane and myself, this this, uh, wonderful person named Lorraine. And the weird thing was we had just finished talking about her, wondering if we're going to see her at Dragon Con. Because, you know, there's 60,000 people here, and it's like the chances of you actually running to somebody you know are kind of slim. We all hugged each other and had coffee, and it was really nice. Had a chance to catch up, because, like I said, it's been 2019, and we hadn't seen each other. So it was like uh, a really nice reunion. And it's moments like that that I really like at Dragon Con, just reconnecting with people you haven't seen for a while, and also just people watching as well. And uh, great costumes. Well, we have some happy con goers here on what is this night twelve of Dragon like Con, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, who are we and where are we from? Uh, I'm David. I'm from Woodstock, from around here. I'm a local, okay. I guess. Uh, I'm Jermaine. I'm from Kennesaw, Kennesaw, Georgia. Uh, I'm Samantha. I'm from the Philippines originally, but I'm here in like I come from like Michigan right now. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. I'm Jill. I'm from Seattle. Hey, right on. So we kind of we got Seattle to Michigan, right here at home. Yeah. Right on, right on. So I hear uh, for a couple of you, this is your first con, yeah? Yeah, oh. me too, yeah. yeah first Dragon Con. Well, first Dragon Con. Yeah. Yeah. First Dragon yeah. What's your experience been? It's been good so far. Like, it, I found it hard to navigate by myself, but a lot of people have been very helpful towards me. So, like, it's easy to navigate now. But yeah. Right, right. Yeah, it's a real family around here. People are real, yeah. Super real ready to help yeah. move around. Yeah, right. So, your impressions? Uh, it's been pretty fun so far. Uh, I don't think I've been really doing as much panel watching as I would have intended to initially. I'm just kind of walking around, just kind of hanging out. It's been a pretty good time, though. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Pretty good time. Yeah, so Dragon Con was actually a con that I knew about for a long time because I was a big sci- science fiction and fantasy fan growing up. But obviously, I was like lived super far away, had no way of getting here. And it feels like a really much like a dream come true to actually be here. Um, you know, the costumes are as cool as they were, you know, just seeing pictures of them. But it's really different to be in the space and just seeing the energy and stuff. Also, um, I guess like this was not the part that was advertised very clearly. But, like, the amount of, like, alcohol I've imbibed this weekend is also pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, and it, it, not that that's, like, what I'm here for, obviously, right? But I feel like it um, it makes it feel so different from other conventions I've been to. I've been to a lot of Comic-Cons, like, you know, Emerald City Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con. But this just feels, like, very unique and very different. And the panels that I have attended, or, like, at least thought about attending are just so varied. That is really, really cool. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, no, DragonCon's certainly unique in the panoply of conventions. Definitely. Jill, right? Yeah. Uh, this isn't your first DragonCon, is it? No, no, no. <laughs> so tell us about it. Uh, yeah, I've been coming here a couple of years. I didn't come in 2020 or last year, surprisingly. Right. Uh, so it's good to be home. Um, I'm originally from Kentucky, and I actually never came until I, after I moved out to Seattle. Uh, my partner comes, and so he uh, he finally convinced me come and it's 
as, as a cosplayer, as you can see, I have all my costume pieces. It's it's oh, always totally. it's always wonderful to, to come and hang out with other cosplayers and see the creativity and see all the the ways that people like come up with different ways to make costumes. The, the, the uniqueness of the costumes is always like just so stunning compared to other cons. Oh, totally. No, that's one of the things I found different than all the other cons I cover is the passion for cosplay here yes. at Dragon Con. And not just like cosplay, I guess. So like I think um, the kind of encounters you can have just walking around the hall, like, I think a whole like platoon of like Lord of the Rings elves yeah. came by like singing right. Yeah, yeah, right down the hallway. I feel like I've never seen that happen somewhere yeah. else. And I think yeah. it's like that group atmosphere, right? There's yeah. so many group cosplays. There are a few like one offs, but there are like the people Spartans like too, right? the Spartans. Yeah, the Spartans yeah. Like the, they were so good. Every year the Spartans are always mind blowing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, where it's like people organize and plan ahead of time it, to really do it. it. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. And, and the, the inside obscure. jokes, of course. Oh, totally, uh. totally. So, your first Dragon Con. Is this going to be your last Dragon Con? No, absolutely, absolutely not. not. I'd love to come back again. I don't know when exactly I'll be able to come back because yeah. it kind of depends on various factors. Uh, um, it's kind of like an awkward time at the school year for me. I'm doing my PhD right now, and it's like, oh, okay, we have like one day of class, and then it's Labor Day weekend. For some reason, my school decided like to start that, that way. So we had, we had one day of class, and like, okay, guys, I'm going to go to Dragon Con. <laughs> um, but I, I'd love to go come back again. Maybe like with like slightly better planning. I, I did cosplay for the first three days, uh, and, and I'm absolutely destroyed. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's exhausting after a while, yeah. Main costume. yeah. I, I yeah. really admire the people that are just, like, stay up, not just, like, from, like, who come in at, like, 10 a.m., and they're here until, like, 2 a.m., and, like, wow, how do you, where do you get the energy? But you know, I have no idea. Yeah. I'd love to be one of those people. If, if I figure it out, I'll let you know. <laughs> You're already home. Uh, yeah, I come every. It's, it, Labor Day weekend is like my, mine and my partner's birthday, and so we're always here. This well, is happy like birthday. thank you, thank you. This is always our birthday gift to ourselves is to come and be in this wonderful atmosphere every year. Beth Kavika on the mic. Showing yeah, up. we're here. Uh, we're we're just we're conning so hard that it's hard to pin us down. Um, we've been out there. Queuing up in all the lines, and you know it's the con hunger games, especially when you're hungry. So <laughs> you you have to wait for your food, and yeah, we went away from the con to get dinner just so it wouldn't be as crazy. I was about to ask, did you actually eat today, Kavi Cook? Like, uh, we no we, time to eat, just con. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and the thing is, uh, for lunch, she we were we were holding spots for all of us to go to. Uh, the Discovery Picard um, panel. And so she just ran during the line uh, to go get some pizza. And then we just like scarfed down pizza in the line before the line because they only allow you to line up mm. an hour before Dragon Con. Yeah. yeah. place where you line up to line up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny when um, Adam and I and Anthony were on the elevator. Two people had pizza. So one girl was eating the pizza and another person had a box of pizza. And the girl eating the pizza was saying, your pizza smells better than what I'm eating. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just kind of crazy. I I love the elevator conversations, too. Like people are always super cool on the elevator. And um, 
you know, like, so Adam and I were on the elevator going down and we found out that we were on the sort of broken elevator. Oh, yeah. One of the four, for sure. Yeah. And so... And so someone said, oh, this is the broken elevator. And Adam and I just looked at each other like, what does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Broken. And there was a problem with with the sensor doors. Like, they wouldn't close correctly. And so this guy decided to, I know what to do. We just got to keep the doors closed. And once we do that, the elevator will move. And so he did, I think, what, he made like three attempts, maybe? And I think the third attempt... The elevator started moving, and everybody was like, "Yeah, <laughs> Dragon kind of saved." <laughs> so it was great. It was really great. Uh, some of our most fun experiences this con uh, have been just the line, uh, and you know, as silly as that sounds, we had some great conversations in each of the the panel lines that we were waiting for. And yeah, you know, there were people for the very first Dragon Con, or you know, we're helping you know guide them through the whole process telling them about the walk of fame and all the tunnels to use and uh, so it was a really good experience uh what else we, we've done so much i can't even it, it, and we learned about collapsible stools there was a girl behind us in line well there were a couple people in line it, for the collapses for down the, like a, a lid of a yeah something. And, it's uh, like the size of I don't know, a plate around and it's a collapsible stool and they just like it telescopes and comes open and you can sit on a stool and we're like, where have these been? And the girl behind us was like, I found out about them in line last year. (laughs) Wow. And and the other thing that was really cool and a shout out to one of our listeners. I hope you're listening right now. Uh, Is it Andy? Andy Fairbanks. Uh, He he stops us in Peachtree Center and says, Hey, Kavika. And first of all, like, just that just stops me instantly. I'm like, oh, you pronounced my name right. How do you know me? <laughs> yeah, like, we didn't recognize this guy, but I, he knew who we were. I'm pretty sure we, I'm hey, pretty person? sure we've met him before, but, um, he, he just, he was glowing over, uh, Thunder Talk, and we appreciate you. Please continue to listen. We love your support, and I will take the, so I asked him, hey, what can we do to make Thunder Talk better? What and can we do to improve the podcast? The thing that uh, he says is, give Dan a harder time. <laughs> <laughs> so, fuck you, Dan. <laughs> I will attest, Beth and Kavika immediately took that advice to heart and has carried it off the mic. So, our art is imitating life now, everybody. <laughs> fuck you, yeah. Dan. Fuck you, Dan. Fuck you, Dan. Fuck you, Dan. Okay, we can do this all night. (laughs) And honestly, I want to say, uh, Andy, he's a good friend, a good good friend of the show. He was at our Trek panel tonight. Uh, And Andy, for that advice, I want to say, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, we love you. Love seeing you. Parentheses, crowd noise intensifies. Next door. I'm rolling like a freight train, flying like an aeroplane, feeling like a space brain one more time tonight. I'm on the night train, bottoms up, I'm on the night train, fill my cup, I'm on the night train, 
with the crash and burn on the piano. No, you don't. <laughs> nope. Nope. Never learn. Never. That's what the podcast is for you. Don't get up around 11. Don't get up on time. That old man, he's real motherfucker gonna kick him on down the line. You guys get reception? Uh, I used to do a little bit, a little one do it, so a little got more. I just keep trying to get a little better, said a little better than before. I used to do a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Gonna get a little better, said a little better than my phone. We were dancing in this. No, oh, oh. You won't leave me alone. You won't leave me alone. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, looks like uh, you're cosplaying to just some, just some fucking guy in line getting your Dragon Con tickets, yeah? So. <laughs> oh no, I love it, dude! I love it. From the, you know, the regular dude shoes to the. And you're cosplaying as a guy getting his Dragon Con. No, I'm cosplaying as a guy that's picking up someone else's fucking Dragon Con badge. <laughs> My badge is in another hotel, wait, you know, waiting for me. In about an hour and a half. All right, we are here with Galen, business development of Life South. Y'all are here at Dragon Con right now, uh, collecting blood and blood mm-hmm. products to help. How many hospitals, how many communities within the area? Well, within Atlanta, we supply Choa, all of Wellstar, and a bunch of the other facilities. But the blood that we collect here is going to go through all throughout the southeast. About 75% of it's going to stay right here in metro Atlanta, and the rest we're going to spread out. But it's just a tremendous, tremendous event. Excellent, excellent. And now, we talk about blood. Maybe you can educate people on what blood product means. What else can we do with it? Yeah, great question. So out of every donor, so the background noise you hear right now is somebody giving a whole blood donation. And so out of that, most people call it a regular donation. So out of that donation, we can get at least three blood products. We can get red cells, which is going to be used for your everyday blood replacement for surgeries, traumas, things like that. We can get a platelet, which is given to cancer patients, and we can also get plasma, which is given to burn victims and also trauma. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. How many people do you think have come through this Dragon Con so far? Uh, so far, we're right about 2,200. Uh, throughout the event, we expect right near about 3,600, so having a great turnout, and uh, we're so excited. Oh, excellent, excellent. Now, you've been partnering with Dragon Con for a while now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we have in store for the future? Is this just keep on keeping on? Yeah, absolutely. This is our 19th year. Obviously, next year will be our 20th. Next year, we're going to hit our 50,000th Dragon Con donor. Oh, wow. Hey, there are very few blood drives anywhere in the country that can claim that they've had 50,000 donors. Yeah, I want to talk about that. Uh, we, we hold a few records here, don't we? You do. This is the largest, uh, what they call, uh, conference blood drive in the country by far. Um, we triple Comic-Con. Uh, it's an amazing event. It's one of the largest blood drives in the country. Right. Um, it's the largest hotel-based blood drive in the country. It's just a really, really cool. Excellent. Now, could you walk us through the process? Let's say I'm just uh, I'm a guest here at DragonCon. I feel like giving because that's what DragonCon's <laughs> all about. Step-step uh, step by step, what would one do walk us through the process yeah it's really simple you start at registration where we're just going to ask you some basic information address phone number name Uh, you're going to need a photo id 
Then you're going to go into our interview and physical where we ask a little bit about your background. We go into the questions about everything you've ever done. Right. And then we do a brief mini physical. We're going to check your pulse, going to check your blood pressure, your temperature, make sure those are within an adequate level. And then you come down, sit down in one of these comfortable chairs, and uh, you bleed for about eight minutes. Okay. We wrap your arm, then you go to the to the canteen, get a snack and a drink and a t-shirt, and you're out. A snack, a drink, and a t-shirt, I mean, it's worth it alone. Let alone the good work you're helping to do here at DragonCon. Yeah, you know, I appreciate that. And you and you talked about how DragonCon is about giving. There's nowhere else on earth where people come on their vacation right. and stay and say, oh, I want to donate. I'm going to stay in line sometimes for an hour, hour and a half to give blood on my vacation. Right. It's This is a remarkable place. And uh, I tell everybody... I can't talk about DragonCon. You have to experience DragonCon. Yeah. And I would encourage everybody, especially since it's in your backyard, just come down, hang out. It's incredible. It's an incredible event. Well, we are now in the donation room itself. I'm, uh, a friend here is taking me to a, a chair so I can go ahead and get strapped in. All right. Okay. okay, great. Thank you very much. Hey, no problem, dude. I mean, you know, you go around talking about giving, comes before you got to give yourself. Well, after a brief intake process, you know, asking questions about medical history, making sure you're safe and fit enough to give blood, you're then brought back to uh, the, uh, the drawing room, if you will, uh, where everyone uh, kind of kicks back. That's where the process begins and ends, really. A lot of laughs. Spirits are high in here. And uh, it looks like I'm about to give my portion to the con. So uh, we're here with one of our new friends from Life South, who has been uh, drawing blood all weekend. Now, what what would your uh, title be? I'm a donor services team leader. Donor services team leader. Oh, it's good to meet you. Good to meet you. Yeah. And uh, if I could have your name, please. Gabe. Gabe. Good to meet you, Gabe. Yes, sir. Right on, right on. So, how many of these have you think you've done? How many people have you drawn blood from this weekend alone? It's hard to count, man. A lot. A lot of people. I bet. I bet. Is there a difference between, say, your typical donor here at DragonCon or, say, at other events or at facilities outside of here? Like a regular blood drive, I'd say the donors here at DragonCon are a lot, a lot more excited, willing to give, very talkative, but having a good time. Excellent, excellent. So can you walk our listeners through the process uh, for those of us who haven't given blood before? Uh, what does this all entail? All right, so other than your registration process, we get all your information, make sure you're reachable or whatnot. We take it through an interview and physical process, get your sexual, social, and medical history from you, make sure everything checks out there, and as long as your blood pressure and everything's good, you're able to donate. Like I said, we usually get you out here in a chair, we prep your bags, make sure all, everything's good there, and then we actually just go along with the draw. Okay, cool. Well, uh, what do you say we go along with that draw? Let's get to it. All right, cool. <laughs> Alright, one more time here. Uh, no problem. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze again. Okay. Alright, beautiful. Alright, relax for me. Alright. Don't move that wrist, okay? No problem. You said no allergies to chlorhexidine or rubbing alcohol? That is correct. No allergies to anything that we know of so far. Alright, we're just going to get you cleaned up here, make sure there's no bacteria, nothing on the side. Okay. Cleaning up the site. Make sure your old buddy Dan isn't bringing any of that concrete in here. <laughs> 
us. That's just protecting you and protecting the patients in the hospital. That's right. That's right. All right. We'll let that dry up for about 30 seconds, okay? Okay. Okay. Trying to get this right. There, good. All right. Keep your wrist just like that. Here, get the arm position just right. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Turn kids going to be tight again, okay? All right. Three good pumps for me. One, two, three. All right, hold tight. All right, it's going to be just a pinch, okay? All right, and moment of truth, everybody. And we are now, as we speak, being right. injected. You okay? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, real smooth. Awesome. Open up. Gentle pumps every couple seconds. All right. You're doing it. Our man Gabe, pro. <laughs> Barely felt a thing. Good. All right. Just gentle pumps for the rest of the time, okay? Okay. Pressure there, okay? Yep. All right. You're filling up that sample pouch now. That's so where we're going to get your sample tubes from. Okay. We test all the units that we draw for anything transmittable to the patients in the hospital. Sure. How are we feeling? Feeling good. Feeling just fine. I've donated blood many times. Sure. So. We appreciate it, man. Oh, hey. You know, we certainly appreciate you. I think the biggest fear people have giving blood is the pain. Yeah? Yeah. Which is uh, normal. Everybody kind of panics about the needle. So. Right. But, you know, I'm going to say, it, you know, I've given many times, and uh, it's never, it's, it, there's a sting. You know, no lie. I, say, I always tell people that there's going to be a pinch. So, I mean, it's not going to be 100% painless because it's a needle going Because it's in, a so. needle going in your body. That's right. Nice. But not too bad. No. People are suffering in the hospital. Hospital's worse than this. So. Yeah, that's right. That's right. A little bit of a pinch here goes a long way in relieving a whole lot of pain somewhere else. Absolutely. So everyone around here is a pro. They get you in and out pretty quick. After this, probably looking forward to uh, some juice and a cookie. And then uh, back to that con life. Yeah, no more squeezing, okay? All right. You are all done. Great job. Cool. Well, thank you. I've been practicing all year. Awesome. New record. All right. Get this out of here, okay? All right. We're now extracting the needle. Okay. Okay. All right. One finger, nice and easy. Okay. Raise your arm up for me, just slightly. Sure. That's fine right there. Just don't okay. bend it completely for me. Got, okay, got it. You know, that's what you were talking about like this, yeah. right? Got Keep it. it bent and crease like that. The blood actually goes underneath the skin. It can cause a bruise. And yeah, we don't need that. that. That's it, man. Just got to get you wrapped up and you're set. All right, dude. Appreciate it. Good job. And, you know, as quickly as it begins and ends, you've given blood here at Dragon Con. I'd say in and out, uh, 20 minutes. You'll want to make an appointment. Uh, certainly help get you in and out, but also let them know who to expect and when. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I pretty much walked in, and 20-odd minutes later, I'm walking right back out, and I've helped a whole heck of a lot of people in the process. So can you. All right, lay it down for me. All right. All right, so I'll put a bandaid over the side and keep it on there for the next four hours, okay? Sounds good. Put a green, bright green bandage around it, your elbow. Next 30 minutes. Okay. Did you drink a lot more fluids? Sure. No strenuous activities and don't skip any meals for the rest of the day, okay? Got it. As long as you feel okay, no, no lightheadedness, no dizziness, you are free to go, okay? I think I'm good. All right, man, make sure you head down the hall and get your shirt, okay? Okay, I will. All right, Gabe, my man. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, dude. No problem. You have a great day. You too. Thanks a lot. Oh, simple as that, everybody. Now on to that uh, t shirt and snack. Oh, it was great. It was great. Yeah, they had us in and out. Nice. Well, I'm glad you made it. You survived. Now do it again.
All right, let's go. What, four hours? Yeah, that's right. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Hey, thank you, man. You have a good day. Three lives today. Feel good about yourself. Well, you hear that, everybody? Three lives. That's what you can do, too. Head on down to the blood drive. Here at Dragon Con. Thanks, everybody. Everyone these days could use a little support. And your friends at the ESO Network are no different. With the ESO Network Patreon. The cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO Network. But the awesomest thing about the con, and I think everybody here can agree, not that I'm speaking for everybody, but everybody here is amazingly friendly. I mean, you're going to run into people that are into what you're into or more into what you're into. And it's just all the conversations are positive and good. I've never seen any negative. I, I've never seen anybody fighting or yelling or screaming. It's it's everybody's friendly. You know, you bump into somebody. It's no big deal. It's the con. And and we're all in the same boat. So it's that's it's the amazing church of nerdism that we all go to and yeah, I, I love it, being able to just walk up to somebody and start talking about something that I normally don't get to talk about with people. Yeah, that's why we make the pilgrimage once a year, so. Well, and even if they aren't part of the same fandom, they just appreciate that you're here and also a fan of something at the con or just the con in general. And so it's like, hey, we, we don't like the same thing, but we're still best friends. <laughs> I, I just love the fact that when someone gets off the elevator, they'll turn and say, have a great con. Oh, yeah. I think that's, that's <laughs> just awesome. <laughs> You know, that, that usually means they, they farted. <laughs> <laughs> they just they, cropped they it in right. Yeah, they just did right. drive by. Or the fact that, uh, um, there was some girl on the elevator that was, someone was trying to fix her wings. Oh, it's a badass oh, wings. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about the way, like, she had like these mechanical wings. Right. Ooh. Like, I, I forget, it was like, some kind of steampunk cosplay mm-hmm. where there were like these, these full gears inside these wings. It was really badass. And then, yeah, a total stranger. Was trying help, to, to help her, help her out, get them fixed, strap back them on. on. Yeah. And someone wanted to get on the elevator. There wasn't any room. And then when the elevator closed, the person said, well, we would have let you on the elevator, but we didn't want to mess up this person's delicate wings. Oh, yeah. You know, like the whole elevator, those of us that were in there were like, whoa, 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 there's no more room. Because of these wings. Yeah, you could have crammed a few more people in there, but there was some, some costume surgery happening in there. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and then the people that are like, yeah, we'll take the next one, they understood. Right. Yeah, we had some triage going on. Yeah, because it, it could have easily have been like a wardrobe malfunction for sure. Yeah. You know. Everybody's walking around with super glue in their pockets. I mean, oh, you know oh, it. Yeah. It's, I, it's the only place you'll go where you'll have a drink in one hand and you'll have somebody working with super glue in the other. It's, it's, it's hilarious. No, yeah. You never really see any fights, actually. You never really see... No, uh, that's good. With the exception of Tonight by the Pool, Kabika and I, once and for all, uh, she's probably going to break my jaw. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm going to win, for sure. <laughs> she's going to win. You never see that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying, though? You don't see mm-hmm. even, like, personal drama, it seems like. I you don't see, like, people... Well, also, I think everybody's so tired from walking, you know, like, <laughs> I don't get miles. To fight. Yeah, right. <laughs> At the most, too, you're going to see I'm an angry tired. boyfriend or an angry girlfriend, because everybody's so friendly that you have to be comfortable with everybody around you talking to everybody around you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this ain't uh, SantaCon. 
Right. You ever heard of that? You know what no. I'm talking about? Dude? <laughs> there's something called SantaCon every year. I forget what city it's in. Yeah. Um, you know what's up. Well, I think there's more than one SantaCon. Okay. Because I was in Colorado to see Fish play once, and there was a SantaCon going on in one of the hotels there. So it was and the Denver just, area. And it's just drunken, ugly, drag out. It's 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 always a shit show. It's always a soccer Bunch hooligan of fest. Santas. Yeah. Is drunk and punching each other. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, it's 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 famous. Yeah, it's it's one of those famous cons <laughs> for like it's drunken violence. Bunch of motherfuckers dressed like Santa Claus. Mm-mm-mm. That sounds like uh, my dad's home country of Australia. They have called the annual running of the Santas. Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> Where it's like it's supposed to be like a five k, but everyone everyone has to dress up like Santa Claus. And uh, Christmas in Australia is summer. Yeah. And it's like real summer, like uh, 900 degrees. But you're wearing Santa outfits, full beards and everything. And there's naughty elves every mile with some beer to keep you cooled down. (laughs) Of course. You can see where this goes. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, the, the closest thing I've seen to fight a dragon con was at the Dragon's Cup uh, Night Melee they have at the Sheridan. Yeah, how'd that go? Uh, Fantastic. Like, Yeah. yeah, full on. Medieval body armor, blunt weapon, and they're just wailing on each other. Like, wow. The best nice. one is this young girl called Rage Squirrel. That's her name in the, in the ring. Rage Squirrel. Yeah, she's on, <laughs> they call it, oh, she's on the list, as they, as they say. But she's like five foot, she goes at it. She nice. has like, a, she has like a little buckler and a one-handed sword, and she just... All the energy. Oh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> and they have to like do 90 second... Five ninety second round, or like five rounds, because right. that's how long they can last. That armor is like you, after they're done, they're like, oh. <laughs> oh yeah. I think Mark and I saw someone walking up the street in full metal plate armor, right? Wow. And we were talking about the panel we were heading to, but I think if we had nothing to talk about, we definitely would have started talking about that poor asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean that really... affectionately. His costume was was badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, full yeah. full plate armor, loved it. The- and- the bigger the costume you have, though, the more tax you pay here in heat. It gets hot. Yeah. Oh, yes. Sweaty yeah. and smelly in an hour. Right. That's why my Hamburglar outfit has a full full uh, water-cooled system inside. I, I do think that... Like, and a butt flap. And two butt flaps. <laughs> you, but, Dan, you mean water-cooled? That's not... You can't call it tequila water-cooled. Yeah. It's tequila. <laughs> he it's, just pees in his pants. It's, it's tequila-cooled. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's the, fir- it's the first Hamburglar Fremen suit. Yeah, Top that. Okay. Yeah. Well, who said that the Kwisatz motherfucking had a rack? Uh, oh, did you see the sandworm, by the way? No, yeah. What's up with the sandworm? There was a f- whole group of people that made a sandworm that was in the parade. They marched through. They marched through the Marriott and they went through the Hilton. No, we. I, I didn't. It was see fantastic. Yeah, um, in the- I did see the the giant. Um, I don't know, full scale X wing. You know, oh, it, yeah, that was in the parade. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty legit. Well, they so. also got the, from uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild in the Hilton. They have that, I don't know what it's called. It's like that uh, automaton that's always chasing you in the in the game. They got a full-size one in the Hilton. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I haven't, I don't know. I, I've been looking around at everything, and you'll, you'll never see it all. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. yeah, true. I mean, you, even if the best plans, I mean, our schedule today was just back to back to back. But you don't know how long a panel will run over, and they do try to keep it trimmed. You know, they, they're they're very efficient here. But if it's a great panel and stuff, they'll let it run over. You know, ten minutes and stuff. And of course, if you want to get to that next panel, you know, you need to be a, and have a decent seat. You need to be there an hour hour and a half early. You know, yeah. so yeah. it's just it's nonstop. And of course, you know, we try to be the homies, and we'll be like, hey. 
we're in line and we had some, you know, sweet spot in line. And of course we're like, you guys got to get here. And of course it was, a, and it was a great panel that, that Star Trek. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. one, it was probably one of the best panels I've ever seen. I've seen some good panels, but that one was really great. That one, yeah, that was uh, mainly Discovery with a with a side of Picard. Yeah, uh, yes. mm. Michelle Heard. Michelle Heard from, from Picard, hosted by Boyd Raffi, uh, hosted by uh, uh, Garrett, Wong. Garrett Wong. Then you had Blue De, Del Del Barrio, Del Barrio, mm-hmm. and Wilson and, Cruz, and Anthony Rapp, and Anthony Rapp. Yeah, that they talked a lot about inclusiveness, diversity, a lot of jokes. A yeah, lot of it jokes. was hilarious. You could tell they all like genuinely love each other. Yeah, yeah. And what was kind of cool about that one was that you know they weren't really talking. There was no fifth season of Discovery to really talk about. There was no third season of Picard that they can really get into. So they were just kind of up there freestyling. Y- yes, they were. I mean, you know? and there were certain hints during yeah uh, the panel. They were like, yeah, we we were just filming. We cannot discuss this. Right. right. <laughs> but they, did, they, did, they weren't like selling an immediate product, so to speak. Yes. You know. Well, and if one thing I've learned from the couple panels I've gone to of the newer cast is they're all they're all friends. They're all they all get along. It doesn't matter yes. what show they're on. There's like a a family, a very much a family esque feeling to them all. They joke, they laugh, they treat each other well. There's chemistry there, and that that is amazing. Like not all casts have that. We did get an opportunity to get selfies with three of them today. Yeah, we got pictures with Anthony Rapp, Wilson Cruz, and Blue. And Blue is just the sweetest little baby angel. Oh, yeah. just They're you, you great. Just, you know, when you see little baby gays like that, you just want to hold them in your arms and be like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Wilson and Anthony are fantastic. But we were sad because their, their tables in the Walk of Fame aren't next to each other. They're, like, across from each other. We're like, they separated the husbands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, note no to Dragon Con next year. Yeah. Keep the husbands together. Keep the husbands together. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, uh, Ben so. McKenzie and uh, Marianne Bakken are right next to each other. Yeah, and their husband mm-hmm. and wife. They got, yeah, they got some uh, couple pairings this year because uh, Garrett Dillon Hunt, Michelle Hurd's husband's here as well from uh, Walking Dead and well everything. Yeah, you ever seen him? <laughs> if you seen Garrett Dillon Hunt, you go, I've, yeah, I've seen that guy in everything. <laughs> He's one of those actors. We we had a, a really incredible. Uh, th- this is just a random uh, Dragon Con experience that we had in the Walk of Fame. There were these three men, and they were the size of the mountain. I shit you not. Some of the tallest dudes I've ever seen. These were like, these, these men, they they were like seven foot two, 450 pounds, and I just jumped in the middle of them. I was like, I just want to feel tiny. (laughs) (laughs) And they all start laughing and stuff, but I'm, you know, it was crazy. I I was looking up, you know, and, and well, I'm, I'm five, we're five nine, and, they're over a foot taller than me. And it oh, just, yeah. They, I mean, like, when you're looking at their belly buttons, just about, you're like, <laughs> wow, these are really big dudes. Yeah. And they, like, no, no, no. You're a dude. <laughs> That's a man. <laughs> <laughs> like, ginormous. It, it was like a pirate and the an angel had a baby. <laughs> and it was even funnier that they were like all three together. It's like they were all, <laughs> I don't know if they all knew each other or they, they were just like attracted to each other because it's like, oh, people I don't have to look down on. We're going to actually find out one of them was the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like here is such a 
odd experience because you can go in incognito and 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 it, you don't have to be so rap. You can kind of just watch and walk around. But if you come here cosplayed and you spend the time on it, it's a whole different experience. You have to be cool with people wanting pictures and you're making friends everywhere to the point where they see you and they go, oh, hey, I know you. And you don't even remember talking to them. <laughs> people go, hey, Loki, Loki. And, and I'm like, hey. And, and like I maybe have had a conversation with them or taking pictures. And even walking around the vendors, a couple of vendors go, hey – you you were that gold Loki, and they you know they remembered, and we started talking, and it just is it's almost like a pre opener opener of a conversation with somebody. It's it's a very interesting experience, highly recommended. Well, we have super rad attendees, three of them right here with some pretty awesome costumes. Uh, why don't you tell us uh, what you're dressed up, what you're all about, and what your kind of experience has been? So I'm from I'm Monster I'm a Monster High character Claudine Wolf and my friend is Draculaura and then my other friend is Black Widow. This is actually our first con and the people here are really nice. Like we like kind of just knew nothing and by the end of it we're pros. So I think it's a really cool experience all overall. But um, I'm Claudine Wolf. I've gotten a lot of like people asking for pictures. I didn't make these ears, but I bought them off Etsy. I won't tell you that. <laughs> and um, we. Actually, like, it took four hours for us to get ready, yeah. purely because of our teeth would not stay on, <laughs> and synthetic wigs suck. <laughs> but, but we've had a really good time here. Do you want to say anything? Um, I don't know. I I like being here, especially like when people are like wanting to take pictures like together. I think it's super cool. Like. Very much friendly. I like it. No, it's the friendly atmosphere for all ages. Everyone feels welcome. Yeah, that's what I dig about it. And Black Widow, I gotta say, crushing it, crushing it. Um, I wanted to go to Dragon Con since I was a little kid, and this is my first time going, and it's everything I thought it would be. It's really nice. The people are friendly. It's fun to take pictures and go to all the different events that they have. Awesome. Very cool. Well, hey, well, thanks for jumping on the mic, y'all. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hey, you guys enjoy your con? Enjoy your first con. Right on. Thank you. WTLK presents the Thunder Talk Dragon Con After Action Report. Part 1. The Wrestling. So, as is per tradition, Dragon Con Wrestling happens on that Thursday. Started out, very first person I saw for his match was Ethan Case, who's one of the, if not the head guy, head trainer from what I understand on the the wrestling school Palmetto Wrestling over in Columbia, South Carolina. Soon as the show started, Dire Straits played, Ethan came out, wrestled a terrific match, and then later on, the other pro wrestling turbo alumnus we saw was Sean Legacy, one half of the Buff and Fluff connection, dressed as Peacemaker. And he came out with his very own Eagly, who, I mean, I don't know if I should be breaking the kayfabe or not, but was actually Cody Fluffman, the other half of the Buff and Fluff connection. And that was just absolutely wild to me as somebody who's ventured out to all these turbo shows and followed the Buff and Fluff connection. Peacemaker, Sean Legacy, did his thing and and even got a little hug from Eagly afterwards. And it was just absolutely one of the highlights of my Dragon Con. Oh, man. And then later on, I saw Michael Mosley, who's Xavier Woods' old friend, who also does cosplay and wrestling. 
and a lot of other awesome nerd junk came in as Kel Mitchell from Good Burger. And I'm pretty sure that was the first of probably eight different cosplays he did that weekend. And I'm here for it. And then, unfortunately, at the very end, well, there was like a whole massive heel turn on to Dragon Con Wrestling because one of the guys, and his name escapes me, who's like a manager there and is trying to put an end to Dragon Con Wrestling and, you know, establish a new one in its place, pretty much got the Washington Bullets, who are the most, who are like the biggest tag team in Dragon Con Wrestling, to turn against the promotion along with the newly crowned Dragon Con Wrestling heavyweight champion, uh, Slim J, who had just recently made his TV appearance on AEW as part of the Trustbusters with Arya Davari, Parker Boudreaux, and Sonny Kiss. And yeah, he's Dragon Con Wrestling heavy, world heavyweight champion. And even he turned against the promotion and joined the guy who's like said heel manager. But yeah, definitely had a nice little cliffhanger at the end of it. And yeah, that was just very awesome show. All the hooligans turned up in force. And as I was on my way out, I looked over at a table and I saw Doc Gallows there. As in the Doc Gallows just sitting at a table, you know, doing signings and stuff. I was just like, where on the internet did it say he was going to be there? <laughs> so that was just something else to me. But anyway, so Dragon Con Wrestling, another great show, another good way to kick off the amazing Dragon Con weekend. Hello, Loki Variant 2. Good to see you again. Loki Variant 4. No, no, no. Loki Variant 1 is on the show. Are you on the show, Loki Variant 2? Oh, no, no, no. You're this and that and that and this. Yes, yes, yes. What are you? Which one are you? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So what was awesome is uh, we really, I kind of set aside Sunday as a game day. And I had an opportunity to plays you know play play a whole bunch of games all that day i mean i don't even think i saw a panel you did i did we went to the strange new worlds oh yeah that was a good panel that was a fun panel you know so we we saw we saw yeah sunday was an awesome day i gotta play hours and hours of BattleTech, where i had like uh marauder 2 100 tonner nice with uh, two ERP PCs and a heavy gauss rifle, and I was just going to town. I was a murder machine. And then I had a Marauder 1 75-tonner, and I had a Panther as my light mech. And just, you know, had a good time, played about six, seven hours, and the game was still going, but uh, we wanted to go to... The Strange New World panel, and so we caught that, and then after that, we we grabbed a quick bite. Um, what everybody was doing? What what was that place with the sushi? Just grab the sushi and go. Oh yeah, it was like everybody knows about. I mean, like that place right there, right before the Hyatt, the food court. Yes. And so we did that for dinner, which we took over to. A role-play game, which the guy who um, made and designed Legion, and we did get an opportunity to interview him for the show. Yeah, um, well, yeah, we interviewed the guy. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty cool, dude. Um, 
So we got to play test his game and kind of just dropped in middle of shenanigans and we had a good time. We played that for several hours. Let's jump over to that interview, yeah? Yeah, that'd be great. And first place is Trevor Hallison. He's not here. He works in the vendor hall, so I'll have to deliver all Get on here, buddy. We're here building three of the America's Mart, level two specifically, where they are doing role-play games. That's right. Get out your graph paper. Get out your dice bag. Let's do this. And apparently you need some Excel. You know, that's what Max has been telling us. (laughs) Now, of course, we have your Thunder favorite here, Kavika Alo, on the spot. Yeah, I'm here. Why don't you go ahead and uh, take us through this and introduce Uh, us to some new friends we got. We do. We have a couple new friends. We're looking at a a new game called Legion. Um, It's been out for a little while. Um, They're just trying to get their feet up under them, and um, they are published on... We'll, we'll, we'll bring in the guy with all oh the, boy. Uh, all the with info. With the knowledge. Uh, and what's your name, sir? Uh, my friends call me Max. Right on, Max. Uh, so you can get the game on Drive-Thru RPG uh, if you search for Terminus Productions, which is the production company for the game. Uh, underneath there we'll have all the books, character sheets, and all the other little things that you might want as a DM and a player. Okay. So. Okay, cool, cool. Now, am I seeing some miniatures over there? Uh, yes, the miniatures aren't something that's up there at the moment because those are not commercial licensable type things. It's okay. stuff that's been like, you know, this is close enough to what we have and we made some changes. And then uh, the gentleman over there, who's also the creative director behind the game, uh, he has an addiction apparently for miniatures. So he likes modifying and printing them out on his little resin printer now. You know, until my car was impounded in L.A. and I had to sell off my 8,500 point Eldar Army, third edition, in order to get that fucker out. Uh, yeah, I understand. I definitely understand that <laughs> that miniature addiction. And you, sir, what's uh, what's what's your name? What's happening? Uh, Jeff. Right on, Jeff. And uh, what brings you up here to Building Three, Level Two? D and D and role playing games. Well, fucking a, dude. I mean, right? So that's why we're <laughs> I, all here. I will say this: like Level Two, Building Three in the America Smart is a polar bear cave. It is so cold up here. I have never experienced this level of cooling at DragonCon before. So. Says the person who five minutes before I turned on the mic said they only packed tank tops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't expect um, it to be this frigid. So we're, we're having a good time. It's raining outside right now. Um, I actually just tried to make Beth run over to vendors and buy me, like, last minute, last second, hey, I am really cold, and we're going to spend the next couple hours role-playing. Can you go find me a long sleeve something? I don't care. Just don't make it cost everything. But Vendors was closed. She was denied. Oh, bummer. So I guess you're not going to be grabbing me an umbrella either, huh? <laughs> Unfortunately not, my friend. Bummer. Bummer. So, Max, uh, what's the name of the game again, and uh, what what led to it? What inspired its creation? What are we looking at theme wise? Um, it's a sci-fi uh, tabletop RPG, so a lot of fantasy sci-fi bits. Um, every time if somebody plays it, that's new, they usually like, "Hey, that's that reminds me of X." And sometimes it's correct, and sometimes it's not. So a lot of things, like, there's a lot of SG, like Stargate type things, or Babylon 5, if you're familiar with that. Uh, but the person that created it didn't hadn't seen Stargate or Babylon 5. So oh, no kidding. There's there's that. So people are like, no, that's impossible. I was like, no, no, it, it, 
it's not because he'd never seen them so he yeah. just created them out of you know other things so there's some like halo remnants there's there's like lots of things so it's a primarily a military strategy game that's played on tabletop okay very so. cool so so it uh it shares some elements with some existing sci-fi all of it came about though naturally speaking organically yeah i, I think it um so from what i was hearing about from one of the creators is it is um a little bit like 3.5 so in some of the rules so it's a d20 system right and I, i'm i'm sure just like anybody else you know there's lots of influences um so we've, we've all played multiple systems and you know we're, we're, we're just <laughs> i'm looking forward to giving it a, a shot so we're gonna we're gonna have a good time So we're tagging you, we're tagging in the creative director. Or I don't know what you wanted to have I, your I'm, title. I'm the creative director, <laughs> yeah, of Legion yeah. the Game. Yeah, it's Legion a Terminus the game. creative director, yeah. director, Terminus Productions. I'm Dan, by the way. I'm Mickey. Nice to meet you. Good to meet you, Mickey. You're on the line with the, the ESO Network. We've had a partnership with DragonCon for 12 years. Sweet. We got our own show, Thunder Talk. If you want to hear people cuss about this kind of bullshit, that's where you'll look. But otherwise, <laughs> groovy so, cool. I right fucking on. love it. Right on. So, uh, t- tell us about it. So, this is Legion. Legion, yes. It's a uh, science fiction fantasy tabletop role-playing game okay. where you play a member of a galactic military special forces unit. Interesting. And uh, the reason I call it science fiction hmm, fantasy is because I incorporated elements of the, the common fantasy games that people already enjoy, such as the concept of an adventuring party. Okay. So, you're a special forces member, which is uh, organized more like the A-team. So everybody has their specialty, everybody has like code names and stuff like that, and even though there is a chain of command, the relationship between the characters are more friendly, intense, etc., etc., intimate, I guess would be a better way to say it. So it's less the uh, rigmarole of the normal military, and the reason that is, is the powers that be want the people in these special, special forces units to think outside the box because they're going to be dealing with all the missions that are too weird too dangerous or too crazy for the regular military to be involved with okay so therefore there needs to be something outside of your standard rigid chain of command people's specialities need to be taken into account personalities need to be taken into account yes and like Kabiko was saying here it it shares a lot with 3.5 in terms of just kind of the general style well you will or, or 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 comfortability of play I based the system on the D23.5 open game license uh, for the familiarity of it. Because introducing a brand new system that's weird and strange, and I mean, people balk at that, but if so, oh, I played D&D before, I could play this, not a problem. And honestly, trying to get yourself into the role-play game at this this stage, trying to introduce a whole new crowd to a whole new proprietary system... It's difficult at best. You want to focus on the content. You want to focus on the, the theme. But I heavily modified the system, uh, so much so that I I changed how the skills work. There is a a series of base skills that everybody knows. Uh, Because you're in the uh, futuristic military, you go through basic training and learn everything they can teach you, basically. And then there's train skills underneath each base skill that you spend skill points on and specialize in. I also got rid of levels and classes and added military branches and specialties under those branches... 
and terms of service. So your advancement is temporal. So a term of service, you advance into oh, a block of power. Got it. Okay. And each term of service uh, is a number of missions, depending on what term of service you're in. Right. So if you are a first-term person, which means if, if uh, first term means that you've already served one term, because nobody's going to take a special forces member from boot camp. You have to go ahead and be in the military for a while. Right. So when you start the game, you make a character. You're already an experienced veteran in the military. Right. And you're being promoted into a special forces unit. Okay. All right. So you have some skill and some ability. You're not first level. Right. 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 Um, but anyway. The we're, we're, we're getting rid of the grind, so to speak. We're so getting, to speak. So we're, to speak. We're, we're starting everybody off in the nitty-gritty where everybody wants to start. One, one it, of the things is uh, we're not going to get XP when we open our treasure chests. Right, right. <laughs> there is no XP. It's uh, it's performance-based and uh, mission-based. So okay. uh, it's like, you know, if you do a 9-to-5 and you're hourly, you get paid for working so many hours. But sometimes uh, salaried people... They get projects and they get deadlines, and as long as they get their project done by the deadline, it doesn't matter what they do in the middle. Right. Same here. Um, it also eliminates the murder hobo philosophy behind gaming, <laughs> where we travel from town to town and just slaughter things for experience points. So, right. Um, I also added a wound system to the hit point system. It's okay. very, very simple, sure. and it changes the dynamic of combat because now there are wounds in different locations, right. and if you do called shots and aim shots, you can snipe and take wounds out and not have to deplete the hit points of a creature to drop them. Because if you disable a limb, it's useless, and you disable a head, usually the body follows. Right. There you okay. go. Okay. So you talked a little bit about the mechanics. What can you tell us about the universe? Oh. And- <laughs> uh, <laughs> well... Back in my day, no, um, <laughs> I created the galaxy from scratch. It's not the Milky Way. I didn't want to have to deal with pop culture. I also wanted to be able to decide how physics work without getting a physics degree or having to argue with physicists who want to play the game. Right. <laughs> uh, so, um, stars in this galaxy have uh, a will. They're not awake and aware of sentience. But they, there is a, a force of presence amongst them, a, a psychic presence, if you will. And the reason I, did, I, I made this is because of the stars we have seen here on Earth, the few stars, comparatively, none of them are the same. Right. Everyone is different. Every system that's around a star is different. It's like snowflakes. Right. None of them are identical, which means, to me, that the solar system, the celestial bodies around a star are the flavor of the will of that star. Oh, fascinating. Thank you. Now, the problem is, yes, it's potential that a star is sentient. But no, it wouldn't notice anything as insignificant as something small living on one of the planets revolving around it. Sure. Right, or people. But say you did something that caught the attention of the star, how would it react? I guess it depends on what you do, right? Right. So that is a potential philosophy throughout the game. And concepts like that is uh, what fuel the mysteries and the discovery. I get to create things that probably never really exist in our universe, but maybe it does. I don't know. Who knows? But in, invariably inspired by it. So, oh, absolutely. So there's a, pseudo, there's a pseudoscientific quasi-higher power sure. all thrown into a blender kind of concept based very much on 
the hard evidence we have that yeah, every star, every star system, every has mythological its own flavor. religion we have here on Earth had a sun god. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. There's a reason for that. Yes, there is. So you're you're talking about uh, different civilizations mm-hmm. that all these different star systems have. Um, is there you know there are people out there that are like what about what if I want to be a space wizard? Are, you know. Well, we don't have. Per se, magic and spells like Dungeons and Dragons, that's another thing that changed. Um, I want it to be more science fiction, so I use psychic abilities and call them psych talents. Uh, psych talents are relatively new to the species, so they're difficult. They cost mind points, which I added to the game, um, and they only last a short period of time. So it's, uh, it's a, a supplemental ability you can have in the game, that it, but it's to be a straight psyker, you have to concentrate. On, on your specialties and there is ways to do it because people asked for it so we built it we gave them what they wanted um, even though it's a military based game our first supplemental book is a mercenary handbook so you can play somebody outside the military one of them is a psyker um, so space wizard is relative <laughs> to the rest of the game and the other players so yes most everybody who's in this playtest, I, I have uh, 12 pre-generated characters. I had uh, uh, six, or five players. All of them chose somebody with psych talents. So they were all space wizards, technically. Though one of them was combat-oriented, close combat, like melee weapons, space wizard. Uh, there was one guy... Um, anyway, what I say is relative, yes. You can play a space wizard. It's all how you play it, how you present it. Well, I mean, like, to be honest, I'm just looking forward to playing. So, can we? Why don't we just like jump into it? You well, can. well, first of all, if someone wants to purchase your game, mm-hmm. where where can they purchase it, or how can they find you on social media? All online? right, I can answer both of those questions. Uh, we do have things available on Drive Through RPG. We are under Terminus Productions, and it, the game is Legion. And our, our supplemental books. There's only four of them. Uh, but it includes uh, a Zeno's Guide, a uh, uh, Monster Manual, pretty much. Um, you can get PDF, you can get Print on Demand. Okay. And social media, we're on Facebook. So Facebook slash Legion the Game, all one word. Right on, dude. Well, hey, man. Good luck with that game, dude. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. My friend's been the computer. You're going to go play it right now, and uh, we'll get an after-action report out to you. Awesome. All okay. right, right on. We're Monkeying Around, a podcast about the monkeys. Almost 12 years old. Davy Jones was it for me. <laughs> I was having problems dancing and tambourining. I got overzealous <laughs> and overly excited. Like we've had our own little version of Monkey Mania 50 years later, which is just crazy. Be sure to like and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and monkeyingaround.com. Went to the Supernatural panel, of which... I mean, they were all great, but Mark Shepard was just hilarious and was actually like, at one point, the person who was holding the microphone and letting the crowd ask their questions. And then I went to a panel full of people who used to be on The Walking Dead. Well, most of them were. It was Lori Holden, who played Andrea, Chandler Riggs, who played Carl, Caitlin Nacon, who played Enid. But there was also Lauren Ridloff 
who, if you've seen Eternals, you know her as Makari. And so there was just a little Walking Dead panel over there. There was also a Fear the Walking Dead panel that I didn't get to because, I, yeah, I might have kind of overslept. I, it's allowed. It's Dragon Con. What else did I get to go to? I got to go to the Stargirl panel, which, unfortunately, Breck Bassinger, who's the title character, uh, she had to cancel at the very last second. So it was just a couple members of the JSA, plus Trey Romano, who plays her stepbrother, and... Then uh, the one plays the stepbrother's current best friend who holds the little genie pen. And that was just wonderful. Then there was like sort of it was listed as a flash, but it kind of felt like a Arrowverse panel, generally speaking, because had David Ramsey, who's like John Diggle, who's been on pretty much every Arrowverse show now. So you've got Daniel Panabaker, who's on the flash and also uh, Kayla Compton, who's currently on the flash. And then there was Colton Haynes, which I can't remember him being on the flash. He probably did like one or two guest appearances, but he's mostly known as a Roy Harper arsenal on arrow. But I mean, either which way I was glad to see all of them anyway. So I'm not going to get too nitpicky about it. I was just saying it because the thought came to mind. Of course, Dan and Mark had their Star Trek the Animated Series panel, which was very interesting. And shout out to that guy behind the curtain who helped them out with a couple little facts here and there. And I liked the feeling of the room. It kind of felt like more old school Dragon Con. I don't know. I have fleeting memories from like the mid 2000s when me and mom went to dragon con for a day and one of those trips of which i got to meet uh, ray park aka darth maul definitely remember back then the walk of fame being a lot smaller there than it is currently so what other panels did i get to go to or major events because wednesday night we went to the whole ringing in the dragon con new year at midnight in marriott the center of a whole lot of hubbub the marriott is and even got to go to a rave at 3 a.m. one of those evenings, which that was quite a experience that I didn't think I'd ever get to see or even know existed. And then watched the masquerade on DragonCon TV with uh, some of my friends in their room at the Ritz-Carlton and pretty much called it a night from there. Trying to remember what other panels I went to because... Like I said, it wasn't as much as 2019, but I do know I like really w- tried to go hard there again, especially Sunday, because I mean I'll probably talk about the elevators later. But my goodness, by the time Sunday hit, I was just so sick of those elevators. I was like, I don't care when I leave to go enjoy Dragon Con goodness today. I'm not coming back till it's freaking time for bed. Yeah, so ooh, ooh, this all works is uh, you buy everything online these days from DragonCon, and uh, generally bring the QR code up on your phone, and then you show your phone to the good people at DragonCon. You show your ID. Oh yeah, I mean, you got to make it official. Yeah. 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 Proof the government knows who you are. Oh, that's right. That's right. They're listening. They're listening. Yeah, yep. listening to all your really important nerd stuff. Yep. Right now. 
is a, it's a hot and heavy listener of Thunder Talk. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, the FBI, the NSA, the CIA, huge fans of the show. Yeah, yeah. you get fans. Yeah. They no. just can't tell you. No, they're so big that they don't even wait to see what drops on the mic. They, the they're, they're going through our phone like 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. The Supreme Court. <laughs> they don't listen to us otherwise. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, for some of our listeners, if you didn't have an opportunity to watch the con this year, and this is a little piece of advice that we always give, is go ahead, go online, purchase the Dragon Con TV package, and then that way you can look at some of the bigger panels and at least like feel like you were there. So they, they do a pretty good job of, you know, having a kind of TV crew uh, film these panels. So uh, definitely check that out. And definitely the con offers day, night, time activities. So you don't, you can come to the con for multitudes of things from gaming to the panels to if you just want to go out at night and walk around in costume. I mean, it's whatever you want it to be. You can make your own con. It's a make your own adventure book. And now we're in our mission. Yeah. Oh, hey, speaking of gaming, I uh, went to the retro arcade yesterday for a little bit yeah. and i was just like sitting there playing mortal Kombat 2 me against computer and all that and then this guy just comes in and starts presses start and just starts playing against me and we played two matches semen and i beat him twice and then his buddy hopped on and i beat him twice and made me feel actually good at video games for once now <laughs> <laughs> The giant hook has come from the left stage and pulled them off. All right, well, you know, as we're going around talking to all the con-goers, we wanted to sort of uh, let everyone know the family element of Dragon Con, how this isn't just for grown-ups doing grown-up things. It's very much for families, and what better family to speak with than the Adams family? <laughs> how you doing tonight, everybody? Great, great. Well, doing great. Excellent, excellent. So uh, is this your first Dragon Con? My fo- it's my fourth. It's her f- third. Yeah, I missed one. I missed one. You missed one? I missed one. Wednesday missed one, but otherwise. Yeah. We're back in 2022. Gomez is a rookie. Gomez is a rookie. Yeah, he's a rookie. Oh, well. Gomez, what what are your impressions? Oh, it's a great environment. Uh, Crazy at times, but uh, certainly a uh, fun place to be no matter what. Excellent. You, my friend. Um, I've gone here for four years, and I can say the exact same thing. Pretty very much. cool, very cool. Uncle Fester, how's it going? Doing, doing well. I, my spouse. Uh, his <laughs> spouse. Now, this is weird. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We've been coming for eleven years. Twelve, 12 yeah, years. Our yeah. So we 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 have a good time. We used to come by ourselves, yeah. and then we brought my father for a while as yeah. a comic nerd. And uh, then we brought the kids, so we've been, we're third, I guess technically they're the third generation of our family that's been involved with Dragon Con, so. Third generation Dragon Con. We love it. We love it. Uh, Morticia, when did you decide to bring that third generation to Dragon Con? Uh, Once they got old enough to where they would stay out until about 
you know, nine o'clock or so without us having to really drag them. And they weren't fussy. They were, I mean, they were already like 10. I think when we came, their first one, he was 10 and she was eight. And it was a lot easier. But I see people do it all the time with kids and strollers and they have them out here. But honestly, for me, it just worked out. It was easier for us to let them get a little older so that everyone can enjoy themselves. We actually built pillow forts earlier. We we did the the kids track stuff. Yeah, that was fun. The track is awesome? Yeah, Yeah, that was neat. It was a lot of fun. Excellent. Excellent. What do you like about the kids track? Um, Well, it's um, there are some tracks that are not uh, kid friendly, to say the least. I can can confirm that. (laughs) Yeah, so um, it's fun to not have a bunch of people who have less than a desirable amount of clothes on for a change. (laughs) So that was pretty nice. You know, I'm probably about five times older than you. And I 100% agree. Yeah. There comes a certain point where it's like, dude, just take me to the kids' track, please. Yeah, just, just put some clothes on. <laughs> yeah. Especially, yeah, it, it was just a really fun thing as family and, other, you know, we were working with other families, but it was just fun in general. It's fun watching the six- and seven-year-olds in there building the pillow fort. That's uh, something you don't see in a lot of places in the world. You know, it's a unique thing here. So we would re- definitely recommend DragonCon for families. Absolutely. Yeah, we, yes. 100%. Yes. Right. And most of the panels are, I volunteer for the American Sci-Fi and Fantasy okay. uh, track, and I've done panels for like the last, what, six years. Yeah. And I mean, most of our panels, you know, everything before like 10 p.m. is totally family friendly, right. you know. Right. So it's like the kids have gone to some of my panels. They've enjoyed yeah. it. So we've, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. We love it. Yeah. Every year we go to Dragon Con, I kind of feel like you come out a little wiser and you you learn some things and each year we get better and better at the con. So what did you guys learn this year? What did I learn? Um, always set aside a game day. I definitely, because it like it's only been in this last couple of years in our what, is this year five or six that we've gone? And it's only been this last couple of years that I really had an opportunity to play some games. And I, I would highly recommend it to anybody because it's just a different part of the con. And it's super fun. It's so chill and over there. It is very chill because yeah. all the hustle and bustle, It's even whenever it's like super loud, it's quieter than like the Marriott. <laughs> oh, it's so. I, I dare say it's quieter than the Sheraton. It's oh, there, well, but uh, the, I mean, there are people that you know how there are people that show up to con who don't necessarily show up with a reservation for a room, and they're just kind of going all rugged monk on the whole thing, taking those yeah. taking those trucker baths and catching sleep or catch can. Uh, I'd say the gaming track has got to be one of the secretest of gems at Dragon Con. There were a few people in there who, you know. I didn't wake them up, so I don't know if they were there for games and they were just, you know, it was intermission time for them. But there were some people that were stone cold crashed, uh, you know, with their head in their arms, this table, that table over there. And I, I think they found where uh, where you can catch some Z's without getting moved along by a hotel staff or somebody pouring their drink on you on accident. Well, I, I know that they're doing they did so many like Magic the Gathering so they, they mm-hmm. did a lot of that. So there's a lot of tabletop. Uh, there's a whole floor, a whole floor dedicated to role play. Yeah. So 
and it's just like you could either you know have like uh there's just all kinds of different sessions of course you can sign up the day of or online so don't forget to look at DragonCon Gaming. Yeah, and the D&D, they had a thing set up that was like, first come, first serve. You go, like, sit on a bench in line, and they were doing these short two-hour campaigns. So every two hours, they'd, you know, turn people over, take that group out, bring a new group of people in. So you don't have to sign up beforehand you can just drop in on some things and they had a good game rental table to where you can go try out all the different board games the board gaming section was pretty cool i mean yeah and and all there was yeah yeah for for like an hour or two that's cool but they were definitely they had the space that area they had was was a lot so hopefully it grows it's one of those things that i feel like it's like a bud like a, a little bud of a tree that's kind of growing off of dragon con that's getting bigger and bigger because even the, the last year, it felt like this year they had way more space. But I think like for the $10, you get to, uh, it, it's for the whole con, right? You can you can just grab a game at any one time Ooh. as long as it's open. I'm not I'm not sure if it was $10 for the whole day or $10 for the I think whole it's con. For the whole, I think it's for what, the whole con. But... And then you just uh, go and you pick out your uh, board game and you just sit down with friends and you have a little moments in between because there are times in which if you're not trying to you know walk through the 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 sea of fish you know be uh (laughs) assholes to elbows kind of thing you know (laughs) then it's a it's a definite i don't know it's it's nice and chill and uh, that's probably what i learned Uh, what about what about yeah we we got a copy of uh we got uh what was it Candyland took it up to the room and applied uh deer hunter rules to it and uh yeah that finally made Candyland a playable game oh god (laughs) (laughs) come on anthony the deer hunter fucking didy mao fucking russian roulette come on shots we do with shots we're working our way up to the russian roulette anthony what was what was after kavika passes her (sighs) false disgust knowing that that was funny as fuck not really funny it was kind of funny Anthony, what uh, what lessons did you learn this con that you'll carry with you into the future? If you have any iota of desire to be social, cosplay. Ooh. Oh yeah, and that was through demonstration through through you. Yeah, and you don't have to spend like I, I don't get me wrong. I, I appreciate you know props to everybody who spent thousands of hours and dollars on their cosplay, but it's not necessarily the amount of detail you have in the armor or whatever. It's just making people laugh, and I think that the the your setup was making people laugh, and it just opened doors. Yeah, my bullshit definitely proved definitely proved that you don't need to go with the big budget. Yeah, because we did meet some interesting people, people you wouldn't expect to meet at Dragon Con. People that I couldn't roll on, roll up to, and just almost start hanging on that you think would otherwise might slap you in the mouth, but yeah, that, that you I would was... cross the street, you'd be like, uh oh, okay, yeah, guys, you but know. I was as Hamburglar Loki. Man, we were making instant friends every, on the wrong side of the tracks all over the place with that album. Yeah, yeah, there was yeah, some interesting Yeah, I was impressed folks. with y'all's cosplay. I thought it was uh, it was really good. And then, like, everywhere uh, y'all went, you know, you had instant friends. And you, you know what? You could have just, like, gone to the Marriott and just posted up and just been there forever just taking pictures like some of them do. So Yeah, we did. We did. I cosplay is a substitute for personality. 
Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, if you're if you're sick of the if you're sick of this whole hey, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Fucking rat race. Just slap on a costume. Just do some cosplay. So for years, it was Mark and I reporting from the line. Uh, Mark uh, isn't here, frankly, because he doesn't have to be. You got me to go pick his badge up for him. But uh, returning from last year is uh, your favorite Arbizo, Anthony Arbizo, as well as uh, as well as Sexy Thor. Yeah, who's come over to the uh, the Hellfire Club this year, <laughs> Dragon Con. What up, guys? Hey, hey, working on stuff I should have done yesterday. Oh, yeah, like what, bringing your shit up on your phone? Bringing uh, up on my phone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I were you, I, I would have done this today. stuff you should have done yesterday is pretty much just life, right? <laughs> yeah. That's every episode of Thunder Talk. <laughs> Recorded yesterday. Worked on yesterday. Released two months from now. No, in the end, they, they don't. I don't need the QR code. They make it work. So yeah. It, so in order for me to access my email on your phone, it's got to send something to my phone. Meaning, I don't have phone reception. So don't worry about it. Actually, let me try one thing. Never give up. Never give up. You hear that, everybody? Never give up. I mean, if I hadn't already given up, I would find that inspirational. Who's your carrier, dude? Like an old Atari twenty six hundred? Oh, I have a, I have a, I have a story. Um, <laughs> um, so I think it was one of the nights we were out, you know, wandering around and I think Adam, it was me and Adam at that point, Adam had gone to the bathroom and I was downstairs at the Hyatt and it was late. It was like two, three. So it's like, you know, the, the real hardcore people were out. Um, and then the people who were trying to, you know, get their last minute hookup or person to come with them. So I'm standing there and I'm like hanging out and there's this girl coming by and she's in, um, an anime cosplay of some type. I don't remember what semi-revealing and she's walking with purpose somewhere and these guys walk up and they're just like hey hey how's it going how's it going and it was bar none my most favorite denial of uh, my most favorite rejection because it was so blunt and so like to the point that it wasn't rude i I wanted to go talk to her just to give her props but she was like hey if you're looking to have sex i'm not going to have sex with you so there's no point in talking to me right now and the guy (laughs) did not know how to respond and then she left and she just walked off. And the guys were like, it's like that she punched him in the stomach. It was hilarious. I wanted to be like, hey, hey, dude, that's the, that was the awesomest way. Cause it wasn't like being, it wasn't being rude. She wasn't being a, like a, a bad about it at all. She just totally blunt. Like, you're wasting your time. I'm not into that. See you later. Instant deflation. Yeah. You know, and the guys did not know how to respond. It was, and it was that's amazing. something with cosplay that a lot of dudes just don't fucking get is somebody could be dressed in what your grandma might call scantily. You know, maybe dressed in a way that's uh, showing more human skin than, say, your average everyday attire. That's not an invitation in any way. That is not an, it's not an invitation to gawk. It's not an invitation to hit on. It's not an invitation to try to fucking get someone's digits, you know? Well, and it definitely, the cool thing about cosplay in that situation and in general is that it really defers judgment in the sense of you don't know who you're talking to. I met people in cosplay that I did that, you know, you can't, you, we all have that ability to go, hmm, okay, well, they look like they're this, they look like they're that. And it's not necessarily bad, but it's just like, you have an idea that they're, they're a professional or they're this or they're, and then with cosplay, it erases that. So you don't know, you have no precursors other than what they've presented and you kind of just go up and explore. 
So it's, it's a fun way to like meet people that you would never typically interact with, um, socially, culturally, whatever it may be that that's been in, like, say we had some really good conversations, with some people that were really, really interesting with the tinge of alcohol and <laughs> flashing lights and yeah, yeah. Uh, sweaty smelling people and yeah. And then, yeah, it's a weird place. It's, it's really a weird, different place to sit there, have a, a serious conversation about nerd stuff. Then have a serious conversation about philosophy. And then you got Shira walking by. And then you have Jessica Rabbit walking up asking for a light. And then, you know, Thor walks up. It's just, it gets, it's weird. It's a weird place. Uh, you know, what I want to do next year is pass out buttons to people. It'll probably mainly be, uh, people who are, uh, physically identifying as women. Otherwise, there are some dudes there. I mean, there is the perfect man dressed up oh like Slave Leia. Yeah. Dude's like seven feet tall, 0% body fat mass or whatever they call it. I just want to pass out buttons to people who need them. And the button just says, look, bro, we ain't fucking. <laughs> you know, maybe so, I'll wear that. Maybe I'll wear that on yeah, my outfit. No, uh, maybe. <laughs> and everybody will come up and be like, yeah, no shit, pal. <laughs> <laughs> you should take it off. We already know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, duh. <laughs> Hello. Have you ever wondered how much Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster sold Superman's rights to DC for? Or which uh, popular football star was Sam Wilson the Falcon's physical appearance based on? You can find all that and more at the History of Comic Books podcast, a podcast dedicated to the creators, events, history, and the companies that made the great comic book medium. Hosted and created by your friendly neighborhood, J.T. Wheatley. Please give it a listen at iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, and all our podcasting platforms. Thank you, and go ahead and enjoy yourself a good comic book. I think Kavika and I, we were talking yesterday about how fandom, you know, it's a thing now, but back in the day, being a nerd and, and, and being into fandom wasn't necessarily a thing. And I, I think I kind of feel like if you were nerdy back in the day, you know, you were really sort of ahead of your time, you know, because now, you know, you have all these cons that really appreciate Everything fandom and geekiness and, and nerdiness and, um, it's celebrated in such a cool way. I feel like there are people like maybe that mean girl in high school now probably wishes, wow, I wish I was a nerd, <laughs> you know? So I, I feel like, um, you know, that it's, it's nice to sort of be, I mean, it's nice that it's being celebrated, but it's also nice to know that. Okay. I wasn't wrong about being this nerd. I was a hundred percent right. And so were so many other people, you know, and it's nice seeing your thoughts and, and your passion being, uh, reinforced. Yeah. Uh, here you definitely come and you feel that your, your nerd passion is being celebrated, you know, so whatever you're passionate about, whatever genre, medium, um, it, or, you know, whatever IP that you just love, it, it's all, it's, your passions are celebrated here. And you're not getting tested. Uh, as a, as a lo- lifelong nerd, I remember you say you're into something and they're asking you, if I said, I'm a Star Trek fan, they start asking me ship numbers and, and what's the dimensions of the defiant, um, dilithium crystal core. And it's like, no, just because you're into something doesn't mean you have to go that deep. There's people here right. that are into it. They like to watch Discovery. They don't need to know all the past of Star Trek. They're a fan of Discovery or they're a fan of anime or gaming and, and they may not be, is far down as some of us have been, 
But that doesn't change the fact that they're a fan and they're accepted. You, you're not going to be excluded because you don't, you can't quote a line from a movie <laughs> that you've seen 20 years ago. You just can be a fan and it's, it's nice. You're accepted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's also like what they said in the Star Trek panel that we went to today. There's so much different Star Trek that's available right now because we have Picard, we have Discovery, we have, uh, Lower Decks, we have, Strange New Worlds, and we have the kids one. I Prodigy. Prodigy. So it's like, right now, there's so much Trek content out there, and there's kind of something for everyone, and not all of the, the Star Trek that's out right now may be something that someone's into, but they're into one of them, at least. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's the crossover, even though, like, this person may not like the regular show, but Lower Decks is like, totally their thing nerd is now i think i think now nerd is a term for everybody you being into anything i mean what is it nerdy now you know right it's it's almost like that movie revenge of the nerds um in many ways <laughs> it actually happened in real life they took the, the word back right, right? yeah you know they, so they took the power back mm-hmm. and, you know sort in the end of the movie they're like nerd nerd and they they you know, they embraced it. Right. Well, I think now too, we finally gotten to a point where people understand more that like being a big football fan or baseball fan, it's just a different version of the same thing. Back in the day, it wasn't like that. But I think now people are finally getting that, that it's like, Oh, like people who are really into football, they know their team. They know the, the, stats of the players and all that stuff that's just a different type of being a nerd you're just a nerd about something completely different friday morning i saw a gotham panel with ben mckenzie played gordon and sunday that whole thing where I marathoned Dragon Con stuff all day. I uh, started that with a panel with Jennifer Morrison talking about Once Upon a Time. I was pleasantly surprised to see a Once Upon a Time panel still there since that show had been off the air for a few years now, but always glad to see it. And I got to spend a couple times at the Retro Arcade, which is is uh, free to Dragon Con attendees and got to play some Mortal Kombat 2. That's always appointment playing for me because, of course, Mortal Kombat is pretty much at this point definitely now my favorite video game franchise. And I got to play Area 51, which is like a rail shooter where you're like fighting these mutant guys that explode. And it was from the mid-90s, too. It was like, wow. I had not thought about that game or seen anything like on YouTube or whatever in ages. <laughs> and then you just come back and see that game. It was like... <sighs> and they had a House of the Dead 2 set up there, but I never got to play that. And got to play some NFL Blitz, which is uh, pretty nice. I never got to... P- I never played it as a kid because I, as a kid I really didn't give a shit about football so even the sports games i mean i'd maybe play basketball because 
I lightly cared. I cared about the sport. I didn't really care about following the leagues or actual teams or anything. I mean, of course, I was a child of the 90s, so of course, Michael and Shaq and Kobe were it, but... But I digress. So yeah, finally played NFL Blitz. That was a really fun game, too. Got to play some Crazy Taxi. Always nice to go back to those Dreamcast days. And got to play... I forgot the name of the game. It's like California something. It's not cruising. Because I know... Wheatley always loves to bring up cruising. It's a long story, which will probably be talked about eventually. But it was some other game I wasn't familiar with, but kind of felt familiar, which that probably doesn't make sense. But I got to play that, so nice discovering new old games in the the joystick retro arcade. That's what it's called. And Dan has interviewed the owner of that at least once or twice so far. So be be sure to check that out. So yeah, DragonCon 2021, or 2022, sorry. Quite the experience. I mean, 2021 was cool too. Uh, but 2022 definitely expanded my horizons on that while revisiting old factors of why I have loved DragonCon and continue to go back every year oh and last but not least saving the best for last accidentally but if you've been following the hashtags and all that you know uh your boy met wwe superstar g4 host and the master and commander of up up down down xavier woods aka austin creed so that's a dragon con bucket list slash general bucket list thing that's knocked out of the park What will you do when your child asks? What were Saturday morning cartoons? What were Saturday morning cartoons? What's wrong with you? Or will you handle it the right way? Sit down, baby girl. Let me introduce you to my friend, Mark McRae. Join Dan Clink and I on the Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast as we take a unique behind-the-scenes look at the history and dynamics of animation with plenty of laughs along the way. The Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast is a proud member of the ESO Network. Yeah, so I was thinking I'd sleep in. Let these two civilians go pick up their badges. Three, technically. Mark's here in spirit. Mark's here in spirit, yeah. Well, it turns out I'm here for Mark physically, because uh, yeah, yeah. you filled out the permission slip in my name. You yeah. you are the avatar of Mark. Yeah. You are Mark's metaphysical proxy. Yeah. I mean, now that you put it that way, I don't feel so bad. It's like sometimes I'm your metaphysical proxy. Oh, yeah, true. I guess, you know, what is life if not just swapping metaphysical proxies, you know? Yeah, it's the circle of life. Yeah. Spitting each other's mouths. That's right. Would <laughs> you like one spit or two? The circle jerk of life. <laughs> it's the circle jerk of life. Yeah. Yeah. God, if I were an eccentric billionaire, I'd totally have, like, a Tim Rice... Elton John, the circle jerk of life. It's the circle jerk, the circle jerk of life. Oh, there's the offer right there. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, everybody. Your, your post-credit scene. Yeah. Good job, everybody. We're going to make millions of dollars. Podcast fucking history right here. Assholes. What's it called with that uh, thing on the pin stick? They, they, they beat you? They go, you go through the thing that... A pin stick? You're talking like the Klingon shit, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what this is. We're walking in and... Ah, yeah. Ah. Yeah. When you're in your Mac man, you take on a debit. Each and every one of you owes me 100 Nazi scalps. And gentlemen, I want my scalps. <laughs> and you're going to get me those scalps. Or you will die trying. I also learned that if you're driving and you stay in a host hotel, you'll probably have room for some, like, those folding wagons. Oh, yeah. Because the, the struggle to get a cart for all your shit, like schlepping everything up to your room and away from your room when you're checking in and checking out is oh. the ultimate hunger games oh have i got a story for you friends Ooh. and adam and i have a story about checking out for you oh is this something that you learned about this convention? yes this is actually something <laughs> i learned a few new things at the, the at this uh, this year's dragon con and one of them was if you're on the 18th floor of the hyatt uh this whole gotta go down to get up gotta go up to get down nonsense uh it's gonna kill you when it comes time to check out, because <laughs> on the 18th floor, that means 17th floor below, you have priority. I can't tell you how many times in the 40 plus minutes Adam and I waited on the 18th level, like elevator lobby area for an elevator and failed. How many times that door opened with the elevator going up and that elevator is just packed butts to nuts with motherfuckers with trolleys and luggage and they, they're like, ha ha. As they throw like a cup of their own urine in your face as the door shuts <laughs> and like, they sorry about and you. they keep We're... fucking moving, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had Mark downstairs going on an hour at this point after him arriving to get us after us waiting for about an hour for this elevator that uh, your good buddy, sexy Thor and Lightning Lad decided that we're going to walk down 18 fucking flights of stairs. <laughs> hey, it's better than a broken rib, right? To get out of this. It was. It was better than a broken rib. And I told Madam I wouldn't, I wouldn't wheatly that point to death anymore. On the, it happened. It's over. Dragon Con 2021. <laughs> uh, no, but homeboy fucking, he really, uh, he really bossed up. Like I, I, I carried the majority of the weight down on the first trip, 18 fucking flights of stairs in the stairwell with most of our shit. We couldn't bring it all. Uh, then, after Adam checked my pulse, hit me with an adrenaline shot and made sure I'd, I would live for the next, you know, 20 minutes that I wouldn't be swallowing my own tongue. At least I had supervision in the parking lot. He ran back up for the case of Corona and all of our props and mic stands and shit and somehow was able to make it back down with that. Uh, he'll speak that truth at some point on his own, but uh, holy shit, you know, for the money we paid... For the luxury that we enjoyed that came with the name Hyatt, I have to say, in terms of service on that checkout day, Hyatt. I, I'm sure, I'm sure every single hotel was having that similar experience because I don't give a host hotels, thousands, 
thousands of people are all like, hey, we're, it's Monday. They shut down two and of the five elevators at the Hyatt <laughs> during, <laughs> during checkout. Okay. Yeah. There could have been a million people. There could have been a million other humans going through what I was going through. My Western privilege won't allow me to move outside of the fact well, that that happened to me. You need to slay, you know, like a, like a toboggan or something, and you can just strap all your stuff Not down. a bad idea. And, and drag it you down know, the and stairs. And you just go down the stairs, you know. And it, you know just... Not a bad idea. Go get yourself one of those uh, collapsible pie tin stools for those filthy lines and go get yourself a fucking <laughs> toboggan for checkout. A couple, a couple hundred feet of rope and we'll just let it... Go down. Oh yeah, yeah. Get a whole, get a whole like like rock climbing kit. Extreme sledding, Hyatt edition. You know, I've never thought about base jumping as hard as until that <laughs> fucking checkout day. So, so what I learned this Dragon Con is if you're in one of the host hotels, either check out two hours early or a day late. <laughs> so this is nothing to do on the con. Con Dragon Con, mwah, we love you. Hyatt, mwah, we love you. Hyatt, checkout day, Monday Dragon Con. <laughs> let's, uh, let's not shut down two of the elevators. So let's just, let's just start there, bro. Let's just, let's, you know, let's, let's be, it had to be a good reason. Yeah. Like it might be a fire marshal thing. Like they needed to have an elevator ready to go in case something happened, you know, cause they knew there was going to be a flood of people coming down. I'm pretty sure I mentioned my Western privilege and how I am not, I am not receptive to logical, meaningful, probable fucking excuses. Well, I'm just going to tell you over at the lovely Crown Plaza, one more to stop away, our checkout was seamless. I'm yeah, that sure. Was easy peasy. <laughs> I'm sure. <sighs> well, I mean, you know, uh, we're, we're still better than you. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Keep telling yourself that. Sure, I Dan. Will. Sure, Dan. So many people come to Dragon Con, so many walks of life, so many stories. Uh, and I would like to introduce you to three right now. Uh, if I could have your names and where you're from. Uh, I'm Amanda Neelis. I am from Marietta, Georgia. Okay. Uh, Shannon Alexander, originally from Columbus, Georgia. Edward Hartman from Marietta, Georgia. All right, excellent. So we're all from Georgia. Yep. Very cool. What, what brings you to Dragon Con? Uh, I have been coming here since high school, which is years ago. (laughs) Um, Back then I volunteered and it was only in the uh, Hyatt and Marriott. That's what I've heard. Yeah. And um, I've been coming kind of ever since. And actually, uh, Ed is my fiance. We're getting married in three weeks. And we met here in 2013. A Dragon Con romance. Yes. We, We met at the very first Avengers Ball. Um, they had started playing 1940s music, and his hobby was swing dancing. Right. So his friends were like, Ed, you've got to come to this because you can swing dance. And uh, I was coming with my friend Christy, and she really was into the Avengers. So she dragged me. His friends dragged him. Um, Christy danced with Ed and was like, hey, Amanda, this guy can really dance. So I went up to him and said... I hear you can dance. And we danced, and the rest is history. And I forgot the most important part. Uh, He was dressed as Bilbo Baggins, and he had an amazing costume. He had actual hobbit feet. Crushing it, Ed. Crushing it on every, every level. And you know what? I knew it was true love, because kids, when you take off a wig and they don't start laughing and walk away, you know. I'm just about there myself, dude. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. 
Uh, I've been coming since like 2015. I haven't come to like during the COVID year, so it's my first time since 2019. Um, primarily into like you know literature, science, specifically chemistry and astronomy, as well as just just random science and, and uh, board gaming. So I've just met random people here. Um, I haven't. I've met a few people just kind of like around, and then found out that they that they come here as well. So just for like the people watching, relaxation, just being able to just kind of take a break from regular everyday life and just be able to just kind of do whatever I want for a weekend is very appealing. So it's great coming here to do that. No, no judgment, just love, just exactly. love. Let's talk about the science track for a moment. Uh, what were some of the highlights for you? Well, I, well, just because I live so far away and I've had to take the the MARTA and stuff, I haven't been able to go to a lot of the panels. Some of the ones I've tried to go to um, either were already closed or I was just a little bit late. But I've been trying to. I've been wanting. I might try to go to the the um, the astronomy pan, uh, the astronomy ones tonight, where or the or the um, solar astronomy in the morning. Um, and I haven't been able to go to as many as I've wanted just from being kind of hungover and kind of tired. <laughs> so I haven't been able to go to as many as I've wanted, but I've been trying to kind of get some different science and astronomy related like patches and swag and stuff here and there. But the dealer's room last time I went it was like a two hour wait and yeah so I've just been kind of just dancing and walking around just trying to pick up some swag before I leave I was going to say you did join a really fun dance party in like the Hilton lobby that was really fun <laughs> just like a random like we were just like we're going to have to leave you because we have the Atlanta Radio Theater and you're just like yep that's fine Woo! yep basically yeah. so we're, we're catching up now after Exa- our mm-hmm. yep. so we're hitting the science and we're hitting the dance floor yeah, exactly Dragon Con, dude. I mean, where where else? Where science, else? The science of dancing. The science of dance. Science oh, that's dance. right. Yeah, boogie down. I, you know, I wish this were a visual medium, everybody, because what I'm seeing right now is amazing. Dragon Con distilled into one boogie down. There it is. Uh, last question. So, when do the sixty thousand invitations go out? Uh, well, I mean, we, we are just s- finished the online registry, so if people want to like have that. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank, thank you. you. Hey, yeah, right thank on. You. Enjoy your con. Yes. Or what's left right, of it? What's yeah. left of it? Right, right. Thanks a lot. So I will tell you one thing. Here's another thing that I learned. If you are just like starving at 6 p.m. and there are lines, epic lines that Dragon Con creates, and you can't get food. There's like a Jersey Mike's. Then, then go find Beth and Kavika because they will give well, you their leftover Chinese food. Well, well there's we that. We did do that. We Thank you, do by that. the way. But I, I mean, like, uh, there's like a Jersey Mike's in the gaming center. And yeah. It, like, there's never a line. So. Well, they had that thing down to a science because there was a line, but they got through it pretty fast. I went and stood in line. The sandwiches are expensive, but you know, when you got to eat, you got to eat. Yeah. yeah, everything's expensive. So yeah, yeah. thirty dollar drinks. Speaking of eating, you know, this year I brought a whole box of canned food with me because I was like, I'm not going to spend money on food. And at first it was like, oh shame, you can't afford your own food, fucking weirdo. But then I got to thinking about Bob Hope, and he gave an interview one time about why is he living to be 100 years old when Dean Martin died at what age? Sammy Davis, what age? And he said that back in the day when they were doing the ESO tour, the USO tours, 
uh, doing all the road gigs for a couple decades. All of his contemporaries would eat at the diners, the greasy spoons, the room service, whereas he, going back to the 30s, always canned and pickled his own food and brought it with him on the road. And part of his writer was you're handling X amount of hundreds of pounds of pallets of Bob Hope jarred food and canned food. And he said that was the reason why he was able to stay so healthy while all of his contemporaries. Because he just pickled himself? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Himself. <laughs> he yeah. pickled himself. And dude, check it out. This year at DragonCon, I pickled myself. And I, for the most part, slept all right. Um, hell, you know, Sunday night by 10 p.m., I was in bed. I'm just going to admit it. I, I will I will say, I think out of the last, like, five, six years, this was Dan's healthiest con. Thank you. Thank I, you. Like, he was, you know, more active out and about at certain, like, yeah, I, this could have been your healthiest con. And that is taking into a fact that we drink like fish. Well, you know, like I, I have a story, so. but it might I, be for another episode. I, <laughs> I drink more like a porpoise. I saved yeah. this one. Yeah. I mean, usually there's five, six, seven, eight bottles that are going out in the trash come Monday morning. Uh, this year we had two bottles that were still half full. Um, I didn't drink the way I used to. Uh, I stayed pretty, uh, pretty on point. I, I think I slept. Uh, yeah, I took a nap and didn't hate myself for doing it. Uh, you know, got to work when I had to. Hung out with my bros when I wanted to. I was okay with that. I was okay taking it slower this year. And, um, I, you know, I, my body didn't feel like dying after the con. Yeah. I think there's that post con depression that we all experience. Oh, that, that's a real thing. Though the only day that like my body felt like dying, I think it was Saturday. We had just conned so hard. And then like the final, what was the final dance? Like, we went to the, the prism, the, the gay dance. We always got to go, go to the gay dance. Yeah. It's like, you know, we obviously, we had family. Um, so uh, like her brother and his husband yeah. were, were in town for it. Cause they live, uh, just outside of Atlanta, but shout out, shout out, what? shout hey. out to, to friends. We made in line, Matthew, you're a real one, dude. Yeah, bro. I don't know if he'll ever hear this, but hey. Hey. But yeah, um, gosh, where was I going with this? We, we just, we conned so hard on Saturday. Mm -hmm. The whole day was extremely packed from panel to panel to, you know, ending up dancing, you know, and it just, I think I did something like 24,000. It was, it was something, it was a ridiculous, we did a ridiculous, I don't amount. think it was twenty four thousand, but it was a lot of steps. I, in my heart, it was a hundred and twenty four thousand steps. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I, I, at one point in time, mm -hmm. I was like, "Babe, you need to get a litter, and you need to drag me out of here." I don't know, like my, my feet were just smoked, and I was like, "I cannot foresee me conning this hard tomorrow." You're, you're, you know, like I'm gonna have to play some games and stuff I, I mean like i was just trashed because like as soon as we got there on thursday i mean like we 
we just started conning hard, you know. So by by the time the end of Saturday, you know, we already had like three hardcore days in, you know, because like the night before we, we, we did a couple dances, just all kinds of stuff. I mean, like we just we love Dragon Con. It is the most amazing uh, nerd convention, I think, that is possible. Yeah. Oh, and next year we've got more people coming. What? Yeah, one of our friends that we played derby with, actually on Labor Day, she posted on Facebook a picture of her, like, testing out some cosplay. I was like, so, when you come to Dragon Con? She's like, I don't know. I was like, next year, you coming with us? So, she wants to go, and then Kavika made a deal with one of her coworkers. Oh, I shit. Did. And he better, he better honor it, because, like, so, the deal was, if we go to DreamHack in Dallas next year that he will come to Dragon Con. So if you don't know what DreamHack is, DreamHack is a a big gaming, well it's it's a gaming convention. Uh, think of it as a giant LAN party with a touch of cosplay and vendors and stuff. So that will be at the Dallas Convention Center. It's like the K Bailey or something. It's the yeah. same place where Dallas Fan Expo was. So we'll be staying at the Omni, which is directly connected to that convention center. And yeah, we're going to take our computers down and we're going to play all the games like some LOL and, you know, what whatever the hotness is, you know, we'll definitely be doing it. Yeah, dude. Well, shit. Yeah, we got some more Thunder Converts. Excellent. Dragon converts. <laughs> we got jokes. Yeah, final thoughts. Dragon Con 2022. It goes by too fast. <laughs> yeah, it does go by too fast, but Dragon Con will be forever my favorite convention. It is uh, an inclusive gym, uh, um, a rip-roaring time, if you would. It's just it's uh, full of a lot of cool people and so much to see. You just can't do it all, but and you could try, but you'll never get it. You'll never you'll never get it done. But you will a, fail. It's a, yeah, it's a it's a really good time. It's but great. you'll have a really fun time while yes, you're failing for sure. No, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to sing Bon Jovi while everybody else just talks, you know, eh, whatever, man. I'm here. Are they downstairs? I don't know. <laughs> you are a gentleman and a scholar, Mark. Right, yeah. All the rest of them, so though. this is what I think I want to get as a Christmas. Oh, uh, so we can tell everybody where we're at and all of our, like, goodbyes and stuff or, like, just whatevs. I think just whatevs, truthfully, but, I mean, we could, we could do a thing. What, what do you want? Uh, just whatevs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, follow us on the internet because the internet is where you can follow us. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we'll see you again next time on Thunder Talk. <laughs> Thunder Talk is a production of the Weirdos Workshop. Starring. Kavika Allo, Mark McRae, Adam Weston, Beth Allo, Dan Klink, and J.T. Wheatley. Opening theme by C. Ellen. 
If you want to find us on social media, we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at ThunderTalkPod. Our email address is ThunderTalkPodcast at gmail.com. Drink, fight, and make your ancestors proud. I think we've all said a couple things that are just like, whoa. That'll haunt us That just needs to be deleted. There doesn't need to be an archival... Yeah. So when you go back into the raw raw audio, there'll still be a, like some Nixon tape shit going on in there. <laughs> there'll, there'll still be there's still be 18 seconds of. So have you ever? <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, but otherwise I hold on to everything. Oh, I, yeah, it's blackmail for the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whenever one of us becomes a state senator or something, I don't know. No, you know, I tell people myself, if I ever run for Senate, either either get down or go down. <laughs> either yeah. either take the payout or take the dirt nap. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network. Your station for all things geek.